Welcome to episode 127 of the Game Train Podcast. I'm Callan Davison, your host this evening. And joining me is Carl Lyrical Smith. Hello, Carl. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Callan. Great to be here. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so uh, episode 127 happens to coincide with Final Fantasy 17. Or 16. Why have I got 17 written down I here? I don't know. Why would you add a whole new Final Fantasy? That's exciting. What's happening in it? Who's the main character? <laughs> John. Uh, uh, um, John is the main character. Oh, yeah. With his offsider, uh, Bill Smith. Yep, yep. Um, the, the, the grand enemy of the world, like the devil, Peter. Yeah, yep, yep, Peter. And the, the, the girl's name, I was about to say Sarah, but Sarah was the girl from Final Fantasy Thirteen. So that's yeah. not even a joke. Sarah was um, great. Uh, yeah, uh, so uh, Karen is the Ooh, is, good, good is the, the lady counterpart this time. Uh, the love interest? Yeah, and guess what? Summons are back. Oh, no. And <laughs> so is Sid. And there's some really big chickens. Yeah, oh, wait. No, we're under embargo for Final Fantasy 17. Oops, I guess we can only speak about 16. So we're going to talk about Final Fantasy 16 this episode. <laughs> well, I don't even know why I got 17 <laughs> written down here. It's I don't so know. bad. Like, I, I've had some. The last few episodes, all the intros have just been an absolute mess. It's fun. It keeps everyone on their toes. Listeners involved. That's right. But um, apart from that, we're going to talk some, uh, some more uh, Diablo Adventures, uh, Carl's photo mode thing. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. More Tears Adventures. Oh, Tears Adventures and uh, Lame Love and Hype Train. But before all that, it's the news. All right, so the big news this week, Carl. Uh, we'll start with the Xbox versus the world. Xbox versus the world. I can't wait for that novel to come out. It'll come out. You know it will too. Mm-hmm. Oh, Console Wars 2. That'll be what it's called. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, sick. Very exciting. Uh, okay, so it's an ongoing thing. It's been going on for what, nearly a year plus now. The Microsoft um, acquiring Activision Blizzard King. And they had their biggest step uh, in the last two weeks. There was a, a, a week and a half long court case of Microsoft versus the FTC. And if you're listening to this podcast by now, Microsoft uh, came out victorious. They won. They defeated the FTC. There's still a bit to go yet. It just means that the deal can at least go through in the US. FTC did appeal uh, and got rejected like overnight. So it was a so very So what is the case. FTC, Carl, for listeners that don't know? It's like the governing body in America specifically because there's, there's, there's ones in all, all over the world, but it's about like how businesses trade and whether things are you know, in risk of becoming a monopoly and all that kind of thing. And they're just balancing all the kind of business within their region well uh, country i should say so ftc is specifically in america and they still mm. have to deal with and get approved by the cma which lets them do it in the uk they've so been the approved cma in... is the ftc equivalent in the uk is what you're saying look at all those letters i'll put it in a usb for you <laughs> I know. hey is ours in the consumer watchdog is it i don't know sorry i had to bring up that because it always makes me laugh when we talk about this stuff all and the then, letters and, and then it's <laughs> like if Australia has the consumer watchdog, it's like where is this watchdog located? <laughs> is he is he tied up? Um, 
is that the A triple C for us, or is that a different thing? Oh God, I don't know. I'm... So many letters. Yeah. Uh, so okay. I feel like you need a business degree to understand video games this week. I know. TLDR: Microsoft won the chance to finally seal the deal for Activision Blizzard King in the US, and we are waiting to find out if the same will happen in the UK. It looks like they are going to go through with the deal. Things are looking pretty good. Uh, and one big sign is that PlayStation finally signed their 10-year Call of Duty contract that Xbox, uh, well, that Microsoft has been offering around. This um, Nintendo have signed it, as well as a bunch of other, like, I think, PC-related companies like NVIDIA, etc. But PlayStation was the big one they were waiting for, and they have signed it. So that feels like them kind of admitting defeat. Big defeat, because the rumor is, originally, Xbox said to PlayStation, all right, uh, so, yeah, you know, COD and Activision games and all that, you know, be available on PlayStation for the next seven years. And PlayStation said, no, we want COD for 10. And that's oh, all they got. Oh, no, so they said, here's just COD for 10. Here's just COD for 10. Oh, they got monkey pawed hard. Like, or, yeah, it's like Xbox went, Either deal, and so anyway, we'll take the COD for ten. It's like mm. have have fun with your future Diablo games on PlayStation, you idiots. Oh no, what are you guys doing? I, I don't know. I don't know if that's fully true. It, could, it that could be also false at the same time. I don't know. As I said, rumors, but well, it'd, be a, it'd be a pretty funny rumor if that was true. What is true is that it has been confirmed that is ten years Call of Duty, and it, that contract specifically is just call of duty so that part of the story is at least true you watch the outrage if call of duty runs worse on playstation from now on oh right and it'll be like it's not up to us oh, like, yeah like you watch you watch like a digital foundry thing it's like runs three frames better on the yeah. xbox and everyone's yeah. like oh, they're making it worse on the playstation deliberately yeah. let's go to court it'll be a whole every year for 10 years I'm I'm feeling it, man. It's ooh, that's a lot. But then, um, but then, yeah. <laughs> see PlayStation fans going, that's fine because we're then going to get the rights to Battlefield and we're going to keep that exclusive to PlayStation. I'm like, no one cares about Battlefield. The last one was an utter disaster. So the best luck. Battlefield is Battlebit Remastered that everyone's playing anyway. So oh yeah, we should talk about that in the games we've been playing because I played it for about ten minutes. Yeah, same. And I actually had a great time in those 10 minutes. I thought it was okay. Actually, I want to talk about something when we get there. I'm going to write that down in our notes. All right. But yeah, so it's always interesting watching all this um, business stuff go on the side. And it's funny how everyone seems to get like business majors overnight and know all the ins and outs of all this sort of stuff. I know, right? And it's like, where did you people come from? Like all you random games suddenly have all this business knowledge and stuff. It's like... I know for a fact I got about three or four facts wrong in the last five minutes. <laughs> Mate, I couldn't even tell our review game properly, so I'm not even one to listen to on that. <laughs> oh, no. I'm making up future Final Fantasies here. So, Hello, guys. Welcome to the worst gaming podcast in the world. Uh, episode uh, 127. Let's go. Hey. Hey, All at right. least it's something different. Uh, speaking of the worst thing ever... Let's talk about the Diablo 4 patch notes. Oh, no. What has happened? That's so um, uh, So in other news, Diablo 4's first season they announced uh, called Season of the Malignant starting uh, Friday morning. So, yeah, this week, Friday morning, uh, the 21st. Um, 
the season theme is these uh, there's these malignant entities that have popped up around Sanctuary, um, and you go kill them and get their hearts and turn their hearts into super powerful gems that give you superpowers and all this sort of like extra powers and all this can sock it into your gear, etc. Uh, sounds pretty cool. There's 32 powers, I think, they added. Plus a bunch of normal legendary powers, some unique, um, some more unique items, etc. This is sounding good so far, bro. It, it is sounding good for Season 1. As, remember, okay. So this is... We're talking about the content of Season 1. I didn't think that Season 1 would be, like, the biggest season we'd ever see. Like, it wouldn't be be groundbreaking yeah right but um you know there's enough new stuff in there to keep people occupied like the game's been of out course it's an intro weeks. to the concept of seasons anyway yeah, yeah exactly look and i think blizzard did themselves a disservice when they said they're going to be bigger than all the diablo 3 seasons and all this um in terms of like content and stuff they shouldn't have maybe said that so early yeah work your way up work your way up but anyway um so that's that was all fun that's fine that, that that's that's the good stuff the bad stuff was the patch notes that came out alongside it this morning um Why? yeah what are they nerfing? I, I, I like everything oh shoot now, now now this doesn't affect really you so you're playing through the campaign so you haven't finished the campaign no so i couldn't start anyway if i wanted to right well you can't start the season etc um, even though you've got a free battle pass. Do I? From buying the digital version, uh, the Dulux Ultimate Super. Oh, yeah. But but what's really cool, what's really cool, actually, I, this is actually the, the one good thing, which I was going to bring this up later somewhere, but this is actually really good because you're probably not going to play Season 1 much at all because no, you're still not. going through the game. But you don't lose that battle, that free battle pass. You can choose what season you use that battle pass on. Wow. So let's say you have a break or you finish the game and then eventually you go, season three comes around, you go, I'm going to jump back into Diablo. Then you can activate your free battle pass then. So don't feel like you've lost anything. That's great news. That is fantastic news. Because I thought, oh shit, it's the first season. Carl's going to lose his battle pass and be like, the the hell I spend extra money for. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is not turning out to be the worst thing ever so far, Callan. Oh, no, no, but it's all the nerfs. But again, the nerfs don't affect you because you're still going through the campaign, so you wouldn't really notice where the nerfs Ah, oh, this is hit. all great news for me. I know! Good the news, everyone. Everyone else, and, like, they have nerfed a lot of shit. I was sitting there reading through them this morning, and I was like, hmm, they've made it a lot not as great. Uh, there's a lot of anger online right now. Oh, for um, endgame people, I imagine. Yeah, like they fixed up some um, some build breakers, like ridiculous builds that shouldn't be doing what they're doing, which was fine. But it, it's other stuff, like they've nerfed how much experience you get, for instance. So you used to get plus 25% monster experience for killing a monster three levels higher than you. Mm-hmm. Now it's like 3.5%. Oh, that's huge. You know, oh, no. Um, They've made it so... They've, they've changed all these numbers that's very hard to explain, but they've changed all this stuff that, in terms of power leveling someone, you're not going to really be able to power level someone anymore, which is a bit shit for those hardcore players that would lose a character and get their buddies to power level them up to, like, 50 again so they can start yep. enjoying endgame again. Nah, that's not going to happen now. You're not going to be power leveling your mates. So I guess they want the risk to feel 
as real as it was when they d- developed that. Yeah, system. but then but then they've slowed down leveling now, so then it's like getting back to fifty where the fun kind of starts again. Um, like where you get your full build online and do all the nightmare dungeons and things like that that I enjoy. It's just going to take longer to get to. Um, yeah, then they've nerfed all defenses in the game. So the what's all defenses. Oh, okay. Right? So all these defensive aspects and things all got nerfed all across the board. Um, so squishy characters are going to be even more squishy. Um, one shots are probably going to happen more often. Uh, like, uh, there's just nerf after nerf after nerf. A bunch of uh, offensive stuff got nerfed. They buffed some things, but not enough to make it that great i don't know it's it's very weird it's there's a lot to it that you're trying to figure out what they're really trying to it feels like they're trying to slow everything down yeah okay um it's Mm. very yeah i've I've listened to a bunch of content creators already this morning and the, the really really good ones that i like that have a lot of knowledge and they're even perplexed like these are the ones that can normally find a positive on just about anything in the game Right. Yeah. But even these guys are saying this is not a good patch. Oh boy. Well, at, you know, at least we've seen how quickly they do update and change patches, and how quickly they listen to the community. So I'm, yeah, the, I'm not the, as the, worried the big, as normal. The big thing about that is with the season starting, they said they weren't going to do any balance changes mid-season unless it was game-breaking. So we could be stuck with these changes for three months. It could kill off the majority of the player base. I don't know. I'm not feeling very positive about it. I'm still going to play the season. Um, things like that. I'm probably just going to play a Druid again because they got touched a bit. Um, Sounds like boarding school. No one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But I, don't, I didn't like the XP changes. And... You don't. There's not really any incentive to go fight monsters ten levels higher than you now. Yeah. Okay. And take those risks. Yeah. What's What's the point? Nah. It's really weird. It's not. It's not rewarding doing harder shit. Which yeah. is what it. Sh- and this is what the content creators were saying. They said there is no reward for doing harder things. Like that. Like it's fine with nerfs and all that, but give us incentive and reward for tackling harder challenges. As well as what's the point? Yeah, give us a reason to, like, risk things. Yeah, like, so now it's like, well, I might as well just fight everything at my own level and not push myself. Like, when I was playing those hardcore characters, I was doing stuff 10 levels above my level at times. Yikes. Well, and that would get you, what, 50%? Uh, uh, No, 25 was the cap, but then there was base monster XP on top of that. So you get a bonus 25%, plus every level the base monster XP goes up. But what Blizzard are doing is changing all the variables on how much the base monster XP relates to your level. So, for example, a level 1 can't get maximum experience from a level 100 monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that yeah, kills yeah. power leveling. Yep. It, it's, it's very strange. There's a lot of math and bullshit behind it. But that's probably the easiest way to explain it. So even fighting a monster 10 levels above me when I'm 50 and they're 60, there's no real point because... The effort required and the risk I'd be taking is not worth the reward coming back my way in terms of experience. Yeah, no. So you just plot along. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it, wow. they've efficiently, they've effectively nerfed XP gain in the Ooh. game. Yeah, nah, no thank yeah. you. Um, but again, this doesn't affect you because you're still in the campaign, so you don't feel these effects. No, I'll just plot along till I get to uh, 50, which will take me about three months anyway, and by then, the outrage will have improved it. So by yeah. the time I get to 50, it'll be like buffed more than normal, and I'll be... Yeah, yeah, Thinking. yeah, we've uh, freaking yeah. flying. All right, so in other news, uh, Xbox Game Pass Core is replacing Xbox Live Gold. Oh, I didn't know that. Finally. Oh, yeah, yeah, so they're going to have tiers to uh, Xbox... Xbox. Uh, sorry. Sorry. That's uh, all right. Uh, to Xbox thing. Uh, so Xbox Live... Uh, wait, Xbox Gold... Wait, wait, Xbox Game Pass Core. Yes. All right, what is that exactly? Uh, so... Uh, it, this will be uh, the online multiplayer compartment yep. of it that you get with Xbox Gold. Yep. And it will have a 25-game catalog. Okay. So it'll have like... What, like Greatest Hits or something? Yeah, I think like Halo Infinite and Forza 5 and... So Forza 5, okay, Greatest Hits. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Psychonauts 2 and, you know, not everything that Game Pass has, but some big hitters. Okay. Um, and then you've got your normal Game Pass as it stands now, and then there's Game Pass Ultimate, which combines the two. Uh, and PC. And PC. So in core, <clears throat> does that have the games with gold that used to drop every month, or are they just scrap? Uh, they're scrapping it. And I think those will just come through normal Game Pass, I guess. Just get added into Game but Pass. But this, this is just like, here's 25 games of our best games catalog thing. Um... It, it, this is for the guys that like playing Call of Duty, I guess. Yeah, is it... And is it much cheaper? A few bucks. Like, it's still... The best deal is Ultimate, because you combine the two and then take money off. Of course. Um, I did hear that Ultimate is going up soon anyway, by like 2 or $3 as well. Yeah, it's still <clears throat> ridiculously cheap, and for what you get, especially being able to play games across your PC or Xbox, I think yeah. that's my favourite feature now that's absolutely amazing and plus like you just as long as they're releasing big-ish games you know every mm -hmm. couple months every like three or four months you, you want to play you know starfield that's what 80 bucks mm. so you got to play it for what three months you got to play it consistently for three months just to make it the same value you know not even that be four months wouldn't it yeah four and a half months and it's just, and that's just Starfield. Yeah. So like, yeah, the value is still just mm -hmm. insane, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was interesting. Uh, in, in other news with Xbox, uh, Fable's narrative lead has left Playground Games. Not a good thing. No, not now. It was looking so good with the trailer. Mm. Yeah, they've had a lot of turnover through Playground at the moment, so I don't know how this is going to affect um, Fable's development. Uh, it's something we'll find out down the track. Is Fable a curse? Don't know. Uh, there is also a new Black Panther game in development. Oh, yes. Which the, uh, only just kind of mentioned to drum up uh, staff to build it. So it's, I think it's still very far away. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I don't think we'll even get any kind of teaser or trailer in the next year. But um, interesting. I don't, I've never really thought of... Black Panther uh, too much as a video game character just because 
I don't know. I don't know the comics enough to understand the move set that he ha- he's strong and scratches. He's strong. He's fast. He scratches. There's a lot they can do with that in the game, though. There, there's, yeah. There's the the tech, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Tech and I don't know. Like, yeah. It's uh, yeah. It should be cool. Like, then you go. Well, what's Wolverine's kit then? He's strong and he scratches. <laughs> and he, he regens life. Yeah, like every video game character in the world since like, yeah, Halo One. What? So then his upgrade is sharper claws. No, he'll just like tear your heart out. He's he's Mortal Kombat in a man. Okay, right. I missed that Raven. Was it Raven Software, the Wolverine Origins game? I don't know. It was so awesome. It was like I'm, I think it was maybe a two D game. I don't remember if it was 2D or 3D. All I remember was like incredibly violent. And he was just doing stuff he'd never done in the movies. Very, very fun. I'm pretty sure it was Raven Software. Yeah. Uh, What else we got here? Uh, That's it. Oh, I do want to mention, I I know it's probably old news by now, but I was talking about it just recently on the radio, so I wanted to bring it up because I don't think we spoke about it. But um, FIFA this year is the last FIFA game by EA with that title as they've lost the license from the FIFA uh, football governing body, mm. and they are now changing their name after this year to EA Sports FC, which, on one hand, I was reading that like analysts are saying, oh, it's no real big deal because they've got all the other licenses to the players and the stadiums, and the game's going to stay the same, same tech, and you know, same upgrading engine every year. So th- the game's going to be the same. The only thing is it doesn't have a catchy name. No big deal. And I was... I really disagree because what it means, and the reason they did that is um, FIFA, the governing body, were charging, were asking for nearly double the licensing fee since it finishes this year. It actually finished in 2013, but they added an extra 10 years, then it finished again. Then they asked for double the price, and EA were like, nah, we're just going to change the name, thanks, bye. Um, So the game stays the same, but the thing that troubles me is that that means FIFA now have the license to sell to someone else. So they could give it to like a worse, like, you know, PES, like Project, uh, what, what is it? Evolution Soccer? I don't know what it stands yeah. for. Yeah, I think that's it. They could sell it to them, which is a worse game. It, you know, it used to, they used to battle it out, but it's been worse for the last like couple years. And imagine they sell it to them cheaper and you go to the shop and, t- you know, people just buy FIFA and maybe play the same one for uh, two or three years. You miss the news. You go in 2024, 2025 into the shop and you go, one FIFA, please. And they give you FIFA, but it's PES now. Like, I don't know. They say it's not going to affect them, but I think it will. You know what? You should then make a fishing game called COD. Oh, my God. Were you, <laughs> how long were you holding on to that? The whole time? <laughs> right? And then could you imagine if people, people go into games, one COD, please, and it sells your game, and COD becomes the biggest selling game ever. Oh, my and God. it's a fishing game. One COD and one FIFA, please. Yeah, they actually, talk about it like actually, it doesn't matter. Um, I'll tell you does. what who should go buy that FIFA license is um, 2K. Yeah, oh my goodness. And they've got the money to do it. Like, mm-hmm. well, presumably, we don't know, but with all the other license, they have... Hey, there are other... There are other do they have NBA? They, yeah, they've got NBA, yeah. Oh, they... I'm... I'm sh- I wonder if FIFA, the like the governing body, I wonder if they were pushing out... EA on purpose and I'm just going to sell it at less because like asking for double seems 
really weird to me. And you have to think that FIFA would be getting a decent chunk every year from those sales. Maybe Big Ant will go buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Like the Socceroos on every cover of FIFA from now on? I'd could buy you, it. Could you imagine Big Ant doing a soccer game? How fucking buggy that shit would be? It'd be hilarious. Maybe that's why they have an ant as their logo, because of the bugs. Maybe. I don't know. Like, we, like we could get anything. That, that would be hilarious, actually. My God. Yeah, so I, I think it's funny that the analysts are like, oh, it's, it's not going to affect the sales that much. Their name just changes. I'm like, yeah, but you're forgetting about someone else gets FIFA now. That's going to yeah. affect it a lot. Yeah, yeah, Big Ant gets it. That's going to have a big effect on it. Imagine that. I walk in next to you and go, finally, you know what? I'm going to try this FIFA. People have been playing it for so long. Let's get it. A one FIFA, please. And I go home with Big Ant's FIFA. <laughs> oh, no. And I go, this is what everyone's ranting I'd, about? I'd, I'd rather the COD fishing game, to be honest. Same, same. Or Final Fantasy. What was it? Was it 15 fishing? Maybe that can be Yeah, hard. yeah, yeah. That's something else that 16 didn't have. I'm going to write that down now. No fishing. No fishing. Ooh. No fishing. Two out of ten will not sad, play. Sad face. All right. Um, and that's the news. All right. On to games we've been playing. So let's have a quick talk about BattleBit. Oh, yeah. BattleBit. Yeah. Uh, it's a BattleBit is a... Um, First-person shooter, team shooter, 250 versus 250 or whatever it is. Something like that. Um, with really dated Minecraft-looking graphics. Um, yes. You, but... you take objectives across the map uh, and try and push the other team back, pretty much. So, pretty much just what Battlefield originally was trying to do and cons consistently gets asked and begged by fans to recreate, which they can never quite do because what they also do at the same time is try and push the boundaries of graphics, mm -hmm. which how do you do that? And then create a war of 200 plus people versus 200 plus people. Of course, you're going to focus on one thing like vehicles or like destruction of the, you know, parts of the world, like buildings and all that stuff or your weapons and, you know, really push one. of. And then when you add weather in, like they've been doing in some of their games, it's just like they're never going to. So I think communities came together and the, the creators of this game and just went stuff it we're gonna make the battlefield everyone wants it's gonna just have vehicles that work destruction and it's gonna have great weapons cool strategy it's just a big war game and and we'll just make it look super goofy and ignore the graphics just have like bugger all textures so it runs great and it just i i jumped in for a couple hours with a group of friends and, you know, I ate shit because that's what happens to me in those games. But it was really fun. Like when I zoomed in with the, um, even just trying to do like a sniper shot, I'd zoom in and I'd see my own team, just like hundreds of people or dozens, I should say. It wasn't the whole, but like left and right and left and in my scope and explosions. And I'm trying to see through dust and it felt like a war zone. I was like, this is sick. People running around and yelling and like, res me and just like. You'd go and hide in another building and you'd take a shot at someone and there'd be like helicopters and tanks coming from everywhere and all of them are player controlled. It was wild. It was, yeah, yeah, really effective. And you quickly forget about the Minecraft dumb looking <laughs> graphics. Yeah. How'd you go? It's all right. It's, uh, you shoot people and they shoot at you and then you die and then there's people everywhere and it's very hard to tell on who's on whose bloody team. Life, am I right? 
Yeah, it's just like, oh, I'm big boomer energy here now. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> just shoot things and survive. I'm just, I just choose medic or sniper. That's me and stay out of the way. Yeah, I, I felt that with the sniper rifle. That's when I got all my kills was with the sniper rifle. I was like, oh, I just stand back here and shoot you 100 meters away. Um, Lontre, but, um, when he was what? playing, just put C4 all over the grassy fields and just yeah. hid behind a tree and watched his kill count. Climb. What I did realize with Battlebit after playing it and then hearing you play it and how we're just like, oh yeah, and everyone else has gone on, oh, it's the greatest thing ever. We're not shooter fans. No, we're not. Like, you'll play Halo and I'll play Rust, but I play Rust more for the survival elements, base yep. building, and there's some shooting in it, Yeah, but it's not the whole game. And then you'll play other games with guns and things in it, but it's generally not the whole game. Like, this, yeah. this whole game is just shoot the opposition and that's it. Yeah, exactly. We don't. Yeah, that or COD. It's, yeah, and that's why we don't really we, play COD because it's not really our thing. Yeah, there needs to be something else. At, at least, at least like a deep story to pull us in. And if it's, I don't. It's got to be fantastical or something like Bioshock or Dishonored with powers and magic. Yeah, yeah. There's the extra thing. It's just not a shooter. Yeah, absolutely. I think Halo's the closest, but it's because it's aliens. And but then you've been playing Halo for twenty years, so. Yeah, exactly. Well. So there's that too. Plus there's a grapple hook now. So what do you want me to do? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I was just thinking about that. We're not really shooter fans that much. Yeah. We don't sit there and go, oh yeah, the latest shooter's coming out. Can't, can't wait to go online and shoot all the other people. The closest military focused thing we love is Metal Gear, which is all completely different. That's not even close. Yeah. There's, a, there's guns in it. Not first person. And it's more. I'll play a stealth game. If it's like, even if it's fully kind of modern military, like Splinter Cell. Yeah. I love that. And that's, like, you know, it's not fantastical. It's just military stuff, but it's not a shooter. So it's not no, even the I mean, setting. I mean, I mean, okay, an online multiplayer shooter. There you go. That's probably even narrowing it down even more. Yeah, because no Apex. Yeah, that's right. Because Apex has is, is got like a grapple hook and cool stuff and robots and whatnot. But I'm still like, no, thank you. Yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those weird things I was thinking about. I was like, no, we're not really shooter fans here, are we? I do love Destiny. Normally one of us is a fan of a genre, even if the others isn't like Souls-like or or, or whatever, you know, like where I'm like, yeah, and you're like, no, or or, um, I'm like, I don't like photo mode. You're like, I love photo mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. But both of us with like shooters were like, oh, it's okay, I guess. We'll pass. Yeah, we'll play through it. Speaking of photo mode, tell us about your new photo mode game. Oh my god! More on it next episode. We'll talk a bit more. But I, uh, it came out just last night, and I was waiting four hours on my stream for it to come out. Oh really? And we like hit and play, going, come on. Yeah, just like refresh, refresh, refresh. We played through the demo at the start, which I'm really, which I really, really recommend you do even before you play the game. The game is called Viewfinder. It's on PS5 and Steam, and I just. I recommend it to everyone in the whole wide universe. It's it's like a, it's a sort of puzzly game. You play level by level, very much like the Portal and Portal Two setup. Um, and it's got a cool story, all told through voice acting. You know, first person puzzles, uh, but just just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I'll go more into depth next episode. Uh, but um, please, if you're listening to this, check out Viewfinder at least the demo. And even if you're going to buy the whole game. It's a very strange request, but I I do I, I I do suggest you play the demo first, and then play the game as well. 
It, Why? Hard to explain until you do it. it. It doesn't even carry over, but the demo is sort of cut up in different pieces. And I don't want to say much more. I'll, I'll get into more next week, but check out. The demo's 20 minutes. Like, it's just a 20-minute concept. But it's just so worth doing before the game for reasons. Okay. Just for reasons. Um, yeah, check out Viewfinder. Also, demo's free, obviously, if, you, if you're not sure. But I so recommend it. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I went on more Diablo 4 adventures with hardcore characters. Uh-huh. Uh, lost more another sorceress and plenty of druids again. What's your biggest level you've done so far? On hardcore? 80. Whoa! I didn't know you reached 80. Yeah, on a druid. And then I benched him. Okay. So he didn't die, I just benched him. What does that mean? Well, I just put him away. Is he still there? Yeah. Can you push that to 100? If I wanted to. <gasps> cool. That's so nice that you have... The highest level that you've ever reached, you still have. I'll tell you why, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> why? So, okay, it's a good and a bad thing. So, okay, you've you've gone around, you've seen the statues of Lilith. I don't know how uh -huh. many you've gotten. A bunch. I don't know. Uh, right, so each zone in the game has about 30 or whatever. There's 140, 150 of them all up or whatever, right? Yep, yep. Um, And then there's the Fog of War of the map, right? Yep. So that's all in the Renown system. Now, your Renown, once you unlock certain thresholds of it, carries across your other characters on your account, right? So yes. you get all the Renown, you get all the bonuses, you make a new character, they've got all those bonuses from the outset. Except for Seasons, where it's a proper fresh start, where nothing carries over. Right. Including Renown. Okay, including Renown. So you can't start including... with like a cheeky few skills. No. Wow. So then the community went uproar over it when Blizzard announced that. And they're like, we don't want to go and click another 150 fucking statues every yes. season. Because it is tedious. It is not fun. Doing it once is fine. Yes. It is, and it's and then every time you make a new character, uh, you'd get the five starting waypoints, like one in each major town. Yep. Right. But you'd have the fog of war across the whole map again, which was shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you'd have to go... Discover the map again. It's Which like, well, well, why before. do I have to discover the map again? This is fucking painful. Right? So Blizzard went, all right, this is what we're going to do. Uh, for seasonal characters, instead of having nothing at the start, we're going to give you this. All the Lilith statues you've collected yep. will now be there. You'll get them automatically. Okay, cool. Right? You're not going to have to cool. collect any of them again. You get all the bonuses, everything from them. All the Fog of War will be gone depending on what character, on your most revealed character. Right, so let's say you're playing sorceress or necromancer through your game, yep, and they discovered sixty percent of the map, and then your rogue had only discovered thirty percent. Well, it will take your necro sixty percent, and right. that's what your seasonal character will start with your most shown map. Now, here's the here's here's the clincher though, right? This Blizzard said, right, we, we've implemented this into the season patch, but you have to log in with your character. Okay. For these changes to come across. So, for example, my softcore barbarian had all the statues and the map revealed. So I log in with him. Mm -hmm. That's across on my softcore seasonal characters. If I want to play hardcore, I'd have to log in with my hardcore see uh, with my hardcore character that had all the altars and map done. Right. The thing here is. The character that I'd originally done all that on yep. is dead. Oh my God. 
Oh, no. So I had to then do it again. All the altars and reveal the whole map. And I did it on that 80 druid. And then I put him away. Because if he died before the patch came out, and I didn't log in with him after the patch, I would have to do it again. Yeah. So here's my strongest hardcore character ever. And I couldn't play him for several days because I was too scared of dying after discovering everything again out of fear of having to do that again. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair. Fair enough. That's why it was, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Like that's why you're not playing with him. So are you going to just shelf him forever? For I, I, I think so. Because if Blizzard then come out and go, all right now, all your waypoints will carry across. I just yeah. log in with him again, you know, just so he, he's just going to be, yeah, he's there, he's a little lady. Uh, like, and honestly, the Eternal Realm, so there's now two realms, there's going to be Seasonal and Eternal, yep. right? Eternal is where everyone sits after a season or before season, right, yep. characters you made? Um, I'm just going to be playing Seasons from now, so my Eternal guys I won't really touch. Wow, Okay. That, that's just how it works with ARPGs, because all the new stuff goes in the season, and then eventually trickles down into Eternal. But um, And Eternal is like the big game. The, the normal game, but season's exactly the same. It's just another thing where you just make a character, and at the end of the season, that character gets pushed across into Eternal. Oh, okay. That, I didn't know that. So it's not yeah, yeah, just locked yeah. so, into so, the season forever. No, no, no. So let's say for let's say you decide to jump into season one for whatever reason. And you make a barbarian, right? You yep. level him up throughout the season. You finish on level 55, 60. You've done your battle path by that stage. Yep. Um, you've had enough of the season. You, you shelve him. At the end of the season, he'll be pushed into the Eternal Realm. So he'll take all of his gear and everything with him. That'll all end up in your stash as well. Okay. That's um, pretty cool. It'll, it'll, all, all of the wealth. So all the gold he's made, all the gems he's got, everything will come across into Eternal with him. Um, and then he'll be in the Eternal Realm. So you can still pick up and play him, run around with him, do whatever. He'll just be in the Eternal Realm. New season comes out, you start a game, new season character. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you never lose a character. They're not going to delete your character or whatever. Yeah. Unless you're playing hardcore and you die. I, I just thought like he might be stuck in some sort of... No. No, no, no. At the end of the, at the, end of the three months, he gets pushed into Eternal Realm. Cool. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. that's more of a uh, it, incentive yeah. for me. Yeah, all right. Anyway, uh, any other good, there was another game or something you wanted to just talk of. Oh, no, just that I'm playing still Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, how are you going on that? I just, I am playing it almost daily, and I'm just having the time of my life. Absolute, absolute ball. Um, and I still have unlocked less than half the map. Wow. And I, I think I'm on, like, nine or ten hearts now, and still one extra. But you, you've got a lot of stam, though, don't you? Uh, just the green circle and one green circle around it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's two pretty... thirds of the way because I think you can only get one more circle around that one. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. And I think that's it. So you've gotten a, a fair bit of stand there. Yeah, and I'm. It's a it's a nice amount. You don't need quite as much. And I've got. A, a, oh a... no, no. You, you, compared to Breath of the Wild, no way. Because yeah. of all the other all the shit battery stuff got. and yeah, it's so beautifully trickled in like everything you needed from the first one. Plus, like, with the battery stuff and that you need to get, you know, the the rocks from the depths. And then you turn that into which kind of, whether you want, like, shiny electric ball light things or the, which you can use to put into the pachinko machines to get items. Or you get the, 
you know, the, the crystallized diamonds, which you then take to someone to turn into a battery. I love, oh, yeah. I love the, all the little choices and decisions you make with – you don't just collect a million things and then you get that. And it's, not, it's also not just forcing you to go get like a million things here and a million things there. And it's giving you a kind of decision to make which affects the way you play and how you decide to tackle each session. You're like, yeah. all right, today's a mining session. Or, okay, today I'm just going to go to a, a bunch of the shrines and really try to level that up. Or today I'm going to go discover a bunch of tiers and unlock more of the story. Like, there's just something to do. And it's not in a kind of repetitive Far Cry or Assassin's Creed type way. It's just each sort of decision you make is so different. Like one is like whimsical adventure. I'm going to go to all the horses' um, stables and, and find out the mystery. And this will be fun and silly. Or I'm going to go battle like all the hardest bosses at the bottom to try and get really strong weapons. Or I'm just going to go find these awesome ingredients because I want to build these recipes that make me have like really strong hearts and you go and hunt specific fish. And I don't know, it's just, it's so beautiful and, and I'm having a blast still. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I think the 195 hours now. Wow. Bit of fun. Go finish it. I'm never. I'm going to go spoil the game for you. I mean, I, you know, I'd be sad a bit, but I almost don't care. It's like spoiling, <laughs> um, Minecraft in a, in a way, you know what I mean? Like, uh, no, no, I don't think so. Well, I know the story. I'm actually right into the story, and which is yeah. what I mean is that that's a whole other part as well. It's not just like once I don't know some games. Once you find out the story is like, well, what now? Such as, yeah. and that's all the games we've been playing. Okay, right. Uh, <laughs> so let's go on to the big one, which is a uh, review of not Final Fantasy 17. Not yet. We've got to keep that one very quiet. We can't talk about we 17. We might get in trouble now. This is surely... Uh, I, I, I know. So we're going to talk about instead Final Fantasy 16. I would be the king of the world. The darkness has taken hold of you. It has made you forget yourself. I don't want to be a monster. Clive. I have to stop him. I have to save him. I made a promise to my friends, and it is they who will give me the strength to end your reign. Your efforts will avail us naught. We fight, we survive, we endure. Alright, so Final Fantasy 16 is developed by Square Enix and published by Square Enix. Wow. Mm, nice. It is a PlayStation 5 exclusive as well. So third party uh, party exclusive. Um, this is the first mainline Final Fantasy game since 2016. So we haven't had a mainline, and by mainline, I say a numbered one. Since, yeah, 2016. Because wow. uh, since since then, we, we had a, a bunch of DLC for 15. We have had three expansions for 14. We've had seven remake, part one. But we haven't had an actual numbered one, like yeah. 15 and now 16. So yeah, this is the first one since then. So 15, they went for the open world style, and 16, we're back to closed world style, I guess. Cool. Anyway, so this one is set in the world of Valisthea. Valisthea? Valisthea. Valisthea. Uh, you play as, uh, checks notes, Clive. <laughs> you play as Clive Rossfield. Uh, Clive. 
Clive Rossfield is the main protagonist this time. And yeah, it's set in this world of Velosphere. Uh, the story of... I'm not going to go into the story too much because it's a Final Fantasy game. But yes. the premise is pretty much imagine Game of Thrones in Final Fantasy that there's a bunch of warring nations. There's about four or five different nations. They're all fighting over pretty much what's left of the world's resources, really. Um, as this uh, this evil blight sort of comes through, like that's just killing off the environment, let's say, like killing the land, etc. And there's these um, there's these five muzzle crystals. I think it's five, maybe it's more. And there's several muzzle crystals. That's probably the better way to say it. around yeah. the world where people get magic powers from, etc. Um, and they're all warring over those crystals because they see that as a power thing. That you know, yeah. Etc. And it goes on from there. So yes, uh, and you you play as Clive, who is caught up in all this. Um, uh, you know his uh, his nation that he's in gets attacked and gets. Uh, what would you say? Um, messed up pretty badly uh, would be the best yeah. way to sort of explain it. And then um, so you start as like young Clive, and and you play. Uh, through a different part, couple parts of Clive's life sort of thing. So yes. like, you know, uh, you, he starts out quite young and then you play him when he's like, you know. And this is all through the very intro, guys. We are yeah. minimal yeah. spoilers here. Don't you worry. Yeah. And yeah, you play him when he's a bit older and a bit older. Again, later on, there's some, some time jumps throughout the game. Mm-hmm. With big events, uh, which are quite mm-hmm. fun. And um, just like the other Final Fantasies, the summons are back. They're called icons, which yep. have been called icons in the past as well. Was that in uh, nine? No, six. I think six called them icons. Um, six, right? There was a weird um, spelling in the, nine as well. Not yeah, nine. Bit... Yeah, yeah, nine. Nine is what I'm trying to think of. A weird <sighs> summons, and then it was GFs. GFs was eight. Yeah, uh, Guardian Forces or whatever. GF stuck with me for so like me and Degs, uh, friend of the show. We still call them GFs. You know how most call them summons? Yeah. Which makes yeah. the most sense. Yeah, I've never really used the word icon either, even though I'm a big fan of six. Yeah. I just um, I, GF is dumb. Like, it doesn't sound like anything, but that's what... It's just the one you have nostalgia for, I guess. And when we, you know, yeah. call each other on the phone, like, oh, did you check out the games? You know, the GFs are back, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. They, they have a big presence in this game. Well, I feel like in 15... The summons or GFs or icons took us almost a step back. They appeared a bunch like there was Titan, Leviathan, um, etc., uh, Ifrit. Um, but it was weird in that one, in that there were like summons that you'd have never have any control when they came into the game, I don't think, in terms of when they were summoned, they were just random, it just happened. Oh, like it, like a lucky dip. Yeah, don't you remember that from 15? I barely remember that. No. And they wouldn't trigger during boss fights or something. It was only during trash mobs. What? Man, I finished 15 and that's just out of my brain. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's been seven years. God, it doesn't feel like it's been seven years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. But yeah, I don't remember. I guess that tells you something about the input that the summons had that I can't even remember. I remember fighting Bahamut. That was awesome. Was that right near the end of 15, yeah? No, that, you know that one you creep up on? Wasn't that Bahamut? No, 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 that's the behemoth. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. That's just a really big monster thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I remember yeah. nothing. 
Yeah. Ooh. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So the role they play in this one is that um, they're almost... Each um, icon is kind of tied to a muzzle crystal as an element. So you've got like fire, phoenix, and lightning, Ramu, and ice for Shiva, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Um, so there's all these, uh, uh, but and then they are then tied to a person called a dominant. So a yes. dominant is a person that is born with the ability to transform themselves into these icons. And it's almost like the nations sort of all the different nations trump cards when they go to war. Yeah. Like there'll be a war and then they'll pull out their icon and, and their icons will battle. It's and, their nuke. Yeah, it's their it's their nuclear bomb, pretty much. Yep. That's exactly right. But the twist in, in sixteen is that they're uh um you know, it seems there is a second icon of fire, which is a big thing around There's only supposed story. to be one at a time. Yeah, there's supposed to be only one uh, element. element. But for whatever reason, there are two fire elementals. Ooh. Ooh. Play anyway, to um, find out. <clears throat> so yeah, so that's sort of, sort of how it all works and the story goes on from there. Um, so yeah, you only play as Clive in, in this game. You generally, like, uh, unlike uh, past Final Fantasies, you kind of don't have a party but you kind of do but you kind of don't like you don't really have any direct control over your party as such yeah yeah they just kind of come in and out with the yeah. story uh it's a very it's not turn-based at all there is no turn-based no. Um, action things in this one like you know it was going that way heavily in 15 i'm trying to remember the combat system in 15 it was so, like you could fight, right? And then wouldn't you, you'd like select magic in a menu still. Oh, and it would happen when it's ready while you're fighting. I don't quite remember. But you could still remember you could teleport to like different points. You could, there was a lot of teleportation and, and there was that, still a yeah. menu though, like a, a quick sort of, wasn't there with the magic? I, I can't remember. As, uh, yeah, it's been a long time, but there was a big party. We sound like we're describing in, a dream in that. Yeah. But, um, Anyway, um, so this one, yeah, it's generally an action game. Really, think Devil May Cry and Final Fantasy. Yeah, 100% um, an action game. Um, so you have a, a bunch of different attacks. You can dodge, etc., uh, parry, and then uh, you have special abilities which are tied to icons. So throughout, throughout the game, you'll obtain extra icon powers of the different elements through your character. I won't say how or why or anything like that. But um, So the combat system then comes down to you can switch out different abilities. So you can have fire abilities or wind abilities, um, et cetera. And then you can uh, combine them in different ways to do special attacks. Um, uh, when you when you level up, et cetera, or sorry, when you get like AP or action points or whatever you want to call that, the other thing that's not leveling, but the other, you know, yep. ability points, put that into abilities, learn abilities, unlock them, uh, power them up more, et cetera, is pretty much how it goes. Um, it's, it's pretty fast based combat, but at the same time, it feels like a lot of enemies are, are, uh, meat shields, like yes. they've got a bit too much health for what they are at the same time. Just a little a bit, bit repetitive, like it can a get. A bit, bit repetitive down that way. Um, but then there, um, apart from that, there are the icon battles where you will turn into an icon and you will fight as an icon. They're very fun. They're very cinematic. They're very wild. There's a lot going on, um, uh, while still very basic at the same time. Uh, it is quite the visual spectacle. Yes, when and it changes up a little funny. bit each time as well. Yeah. So that is pretty exciting. Um, there, there's 
there's quite a bit. There's a lot of good stuff in here. One of the downsides for me is is the loss of, and not just in the fighting, which which has happened. You know, we've kind of slowly gotten used to that from 15 and then 7 Remake and then this, where it's turning more action. That's kind of fun and exciting. What, what I don't like is how much they're removing from the actual RPG element, which is so noticeable now when we're in the middle of playing Diablo 4 with so much flexibility in your build. Like, just, you kind of learn, there's just a stronger weapon with the blacksmith and you get the stronger oh, weapon. Yeah, you know it, what I mean? it's or, number goes up. Okay, and that's, and that's it. it. Yeah, there's no like effects that it has on you, and then you, or even yeah. the effects that you do have are so obvious of yeah. of how they will help and why that there's no sort of trial and error. There's no adventure in in that part, and it feels more like a normal action game from today, where like you can't even say, oh, this, but you know, they put in like some RPG elements because they put in RPG elements in every action game now, anyway. You know. Yeah. It doesn't even like, feel like it, 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 even like the ability screen feels bland. Yeah, and easy. Doesn't feel exciting. I'm like, oh, that's it. When I saw it, I would expect just as much RPG elements and abilities in in any new in like God of War. Yeah, which I think well, there's I'll, more in God of War. I think there's more choice in God of War. In, yeah, in the weapons and the way you build your outfits. Actually, God of War. Yeah. That's a very good example that I've just thought of right now in my head of like a better way to do RPG. And they don't even call themselves an RPG. No. Like they just call that. That's just called like a. It, it, it's sad when adventure. Assassin's Creed has more RPG elements than a Final Fantasy game. Yes. Like and See, lots more. Like even in when you look at Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is technically the last Final Fantasy to have come out. Even that has more RPG elements with all your materia and the way you could outfit your characters and making choices yes. yep. and all this. I feel like there isn't really that much choice in this. It is stronger sword equip. Yeah, and as soon as it's ready, you just yeah, equip that. Don't think about it. And, and, and there's none of this like, oh, I better not sell this other one in case it comes in handy for this other situation. It's not as weak, but it's way stronger against this kind of enemy or it's got a better defense against fire or even, yeah. you know, like... I. Even the most basic, like, first Pokemon feels like it had more strategy and which weapon slash yeah. beast and, to use. And then, speaking of that, you can craft new weapons and then you find materials to craft new stuff. I don't really give a shit about what crafting materials I'm picking up as I go. I don't even know what I'm picking up. Just as no. long as the next sword is highlighted, I can hit craft. Yeah, and you don't think about it. You'll go, right, I need, I need a 500 wood and I need specifically bronze to get this special lightning. Maybe at the end, you know, yeah, there might be the, the ultimate mm. weapons they always, you know. But still, just the one, like, every weapon is thought about normally in an RPG, at least in some way. And I want to say, I want to um and ah before I delete or sell the last belt. You know, you just get a yeah. better belt. Now my belt's stronger. Like, ah. Yeah, now I have more defense by four. Yeah, well, that's, that's not engaging or fun. That's boring as shit. You might as well just add that automatically when you level up. And then when you level up, so I spoke about the two different things before. Leveling up is just that's it. You just get like more five numbers, more HP, and I, four more attack. I don't know. And if then it's that's it. Of... And then then you got the ability points, which is separate. Yeah, but even then, it's, it feels like playing Tomb Raider. And being like, oh, do I make, uh, you know, my bow shoot further or my, you know, 
gun have this better reload? I don't. It just... actually, actually, speaking of the setting being very high fantasy rather than steampunk, I don't know if I've seen any bows in the game. Interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just having a weird moment here. But someone probably messaged me and going, no, there are bows in the game. Yeah, there's a whole bow army that you missed. And... Bow army. And you... yeah. yeah. But no, it's... Uh... Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. And then we, we talked about how Final Fantasy XV was open world and then they've gone back into the, I guess, the corridor-style Final Fantasy. Yeah, again. With the wide linear, we like to call it, with the big open sections, like in ten. But then I didn't even really feel like exploring in this one. Because you're not looking for anything. And after the first, maybe, no. you know, five to ten chests, you realise... Oh, okay. They're all just kind of generic stuff, and they reappear every time you like reload into a world. Yeah. So there's when you see a little sparkly, you know, light that means there's a chest in the distance. At first, I would be like, "Oh, how do I get there? And what do I do here?" Now I'm like, "Nah, don't care. It's probably just potion, which you can't yeah. even keep. How about that? You have like four potions, and you get one, and they're like, "Oh, we just used one of your potions because <laughs> you can't." Why doesn't it go into a box? I'm Why like, do I have to keep spending money on these potions? Let me keep. That's my potion. Yeah, I, I don't found want to do that. Get rid of it. Like, why doesn't it go into like a stash? And then when you get down on potions, you can go to your stash and which is next to the shop, and it refills your potions back up. At least let me have that discoverability and like one percent of RPGness of collecting. They're not e not even that. They're like, nah, you've got three. You got four potions. You're good. Yeah. Yeah, you're good. You, you're, you're fine to go out there. Um, another thing, side quests. The game's full of side quests as well. Uh -huh. Fuck me, they're boring as batshit. Oh my goodness. Every time a new side quest appears, and I've, I've been going through the game, I've been doing everything as I go through this game, right? Yes. Because it's actually not the longest Final Fantasy either. Yeah. So if, if you go through it, you probably can knock it over in about 20 hours. This is honestly. sounding more and more and more like just an action game, which I think yeah, we have to um, start calling Final Fantasy. Man, we are shitting on this hard, but my score doesn't even reflect how much I'm shitting on it. No, so we're funny. not shitting on it. This is a it's very good... It's not a good... bad game. There's just a lot of strange decisions. We're, we're, we're shitting on nostalgia, I guess. It, this is a great action I game. I think it's like my Diablo review, how I came up with all those things that were wrong, but it's not a bad game. No, these aren't even wrong. I'm just... the the. This is a good action game. It's just yeah. a bad RPG. Like, it's not an RPG anymore. That's all. I think we're dealing... We're just old men yelling at a cloud. Like, we're not saying this game sucks. We're saying, where is the stuff that made us fall in love with Final Fantasy? Well, where's, where's the steampunk, for starters? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's fine going high fantasy, but, like, Final Fantasy Nine did... But still had so much steampunk elements in that game. Had a flying ship, you know? Well, yeah, it's like... It's just... It's, we're talking about a Final Fantasy game. What, what, what do you think of a Final... What's in a Final Fantasy game? There's Bigs and, Bigs and Wedge characters and a Sid character. Yep. We get a Sid character in this who is awesome, by the way. Yeah, probably one he, of the best. He is uh, voiced by... Um, what's his name? Ralph Innes, is it? I think, who's also in Diablo. Uh, he also voices Diablo. So he had two games come out back to back, and he spoke about this in an interview, and he said, did you know this was going to happen? He said, no, it was complete coincidence. He said he filmed, uh, he uh, recorded both projects quite at different times. Like, he had no idea the game's going to come out within weeks of each other. Yeah, it was probably years apart. 
you know, because of yeah, how development happened. Yeah, it would have been happened. very, very different. But yeah, um, so, yeah, we, <laughs> Strange is hearing him pop up again in this one. I'm like, hey! Yeah, yeah, like, but um, what, what, what else is in the Final Fantasy game? Chocobos. So we get Chocobos in this. Yep, Chocobos. Uh, Moogles. There is a Moogle in this. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I guess they named the magic, like Fire and Fyra, Faraga and all that. So... Oh, Ralph Innocent, sorry. Innocent. Ralph oh, okay. Innocent, yes. Right, yeah, yeah. So, so like I was saying, they've, they've named the magic sort of similarly, like Fire, F Fyra, Faraga, uh, that stuff. But it's just fire magic and ice magic. I guess the summons, okay, there's summons, the summons. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, what, summons. Summons? Yeah. The, uh, the uh, uh, it mentions Cactor on a sign. There's something. Even Malboro's are kind of gone by name. Yeah, yeah, sure I think that might be a thing with cigarettes, maybe. Yeah, which is sad. Yeah. Um, did you have you seen any tonberries? Nope, and there aren't any. <gasps> no tonberries. Sorry for the spoiler, but I had to say it. That's worth it. I'd rather know. Yeah. No so there's no there's no there's no tonberries and and as I said, Cactor is mentioned on a sign. Oh man. I, I, yeah. And I guess I guess in uh like design and element the stuff is there that we expect in a way besides like so it's, it's like it's big orchestral beautiful music check it's wonderful story you know big mm -hmm. sort of vast story which is yeah. it's good to have the story is cool like i enjoy the story which is yeah. a very important part of final fantasy a hundred percent so hundred percent unlike like it you speak of the story now i remember playing 13 and being so confused yeah for the first 10 hours or 15 hours of that fucking game about all the terminologies they were throwing around and i'm like i don't know what the fuck they're talking about yep <laughs> while in this one there's a beautiful little menu you can bring up oh isn't it it's like a recap summary feature that looks exactly like it does on amazon prime when you watch tv if you if anyone's used that whenever you pause it you can see who the actors are and what they're in and who's in the scene and the names and sometimes spoilers in those. This works brilliant. It shows you like what, where in the world you are, which castle you're fighting, which battle they're even referencing. Yeah. Yeah. The nations and then it's got all their flags and things like that. Major characters that are there. Um, it gives you a brief, brief rundown and it's updated throughout the game as things happen. Yeah. Just like, hey, this is that army that just got fucking annihilated five minutes ago you're like hey yeah <laughs> you know uh but it, it's actually really really good and um i think final fantasy oh 12 wasn't as confusing as much i don't think even though it's a very similar presence of warring nations and yes. things like that yep. but i found i remember playing 13 and being so lost in that and every time i've gone back i've been so lost every time in that game yes yeah and and they have like the characters in the pause menu and you can read about it but that's just like a blurb it's not enough this yeah. is this is scene by scene in in every cutscene of which there are many but in any mm -hmm. scene you can just pause and be like who's that where are yeah. they from what are they talking about and it'll catch yes. you up and you go oh okay cool continue um, I've got a question for you randomly. Yes, hit me. I, I don't think I've asked you this one. Now, I I play a lot of games these days with subtitles on, funnily enough. Yes, same. I turned them off for this one. Oh, did you? Huh. 
thought it was more engaging when I turned them off, to be honest. Yeah, I guess it is. I guess it is. I um, I'm locked in like so games and movies. One, because the mixing has changed in the last 10 years and explosions and action and, and people mumble so much. Mm-hmm. And there's so many like uh, words that are, like especially in, in TV shows, words that are like people's names and, and systems that are invented only in that world that if I don't hear it, I can't use my second nature of English to just fill in the gaps because I'm like, who, what was that? Especially like Game of Thrones or something where every sentence is important. But on top of that, I also... Um, live with and spend a lot of time with my partner who is hearing impaired. So, ah. so I'm just like, everything's locked on to subtitles and I'm just so used to it now. Uh, but I, yeah, do, okay. I do understand that. And I guess that leads us to mention that the acting and performance in this is phenomenal. Like, yes. Across the board. It's actually just really, really good. I was impressed especially by uh, the Benedicta character. Her acting is... Um, wild yeah. like when you have there's there's several you know one-on-ones and meeting with her and stuff and the, just the the emotion in the voice actress of that is just is very good but across the board just brilliant i i yeah. really enjoyed it yeah uh yeah it's uh like all, all the acting and that is being great like so while final fantasy 15 i guess felt like you're just running around with anime characters really the whole time yes. sort of thing yeah this feels like more grounded people and uh, etc et yep um, there's rude words and there's all you know the rude words i don't think it needs the rude words no but it's trying to be you know that yeah but not when they say the rude thing. words like 10 times in a row that's that's never a fun not even in music or in movies yeah um, yeah, but it's, like it's the occasional f bomb is fine. Yes, they are, you can you can tell they're really going for that Game of Thrones adults. This is a big boys Final Fantasy now. Yeah, this is big boys Final Fantasy. No Moogles for you. Yeah, no. You Tom know what? Barry I want a Moogle to come out and drop the f bomb. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. Music is beautiful as ever, and I mean, we did briefly talk about. Uh, boohoo, it's not RPG fighting, but I do want to say that the fighting feels awesome. Like, oh, yeah, it's fun. It's fluid and it's fun. If this was a Devil May Cry game or, you know, God of War, it's top marks for fighting. The top is, mm. it's fluid. It's just not much depth is all. You can do kind of the same stuff. So it feels nice, but it's just, and, you know, it is fun to switch uh, between your abilities on the fly. Yeah, you know, but um, yeah, it just and come up with combos and things like that. That's what I've enjoyed, and and um, putting on different um, I guess abilities for different situations because then enemies do have a stagger bar in this. Yes, called like the willpower bar or whatever. It's a stagger. It's bar. a stagger bar. It's a it's a goddamn stagger bar. So you know you throw throw an ability or two on that can stagger them quite fast, and you throw into your heavy hitting moves, etc. So there's a lot of that going on, making decisions on. On when you want to do all that sort of thing. Um, mm. Also, Stagabar sounds like an island you visit in a pirate game. Mm, Welcome yeah. to Stagabar. Welcome to Stagabar. Um, but you know what? I was thinking of that thing that comes up when you can see all the information and everything. I'd love that if Game of Thrones had that, when you could just pause the show and have all the information there sometimes. Yeah. And maybe a map. Game oh, of Thrones um, as well, so just you, oh the my map. god. Even if just the map. Just, just the map. Nothing else. Yeah. If it's too hard, put it in the special features, chuck it on the Blu-ray. Just the map. 
Yeah. I guess we should roll into scoring this one now. I think we've spoken enough about what this game's all about. Yes. Yep. Uh, so what do you give Final Fantasy 16? Not 17, because we can't talk about Not that yet. yet. Man, we're going to get in trouble. I know, I know. Um, okay. I give it an 8 out of 10 action adventure. I, I have okay. to say that in the whole score. I feel yeah. like it's important. It's, it's, it's a g- great game. 8 out of 10. You know, there's, there's some bits in there that a, a lot of soullessness. The cutscenes are a bit long. I, I do love cutscenes, but the, it's, a, it's a lot. You spend a lot of time not doing anything with the controller. Uh, yeah. But uh, it is a fun game to play. I love the lore. Uh, you know, that kind of... As an action adventure, it's an 8 out of 10. As a Final Fantasy game in my heart, it's about a 7 out of 10. Yeah. As a game, I think, for me, I'm going to give this an 8.9. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, fair. Um, just as a game. The- if you just walk in and buy a game to play, that's the score. Yeah, like, I'll tell you what, it's one of the most visually stunning games of this year. Oh, yeah. Like, some of the some of the later icon fights, right? Yeah. Which uh, I know you haven't done a lot of yet. The visual, like, just the, the visual epicness uh, and just the size of the fights and, and the music that accompanies, um, like, you know, comes in with it, everything like that. It's probably some of the best gaming of this year by far. It's just like it's like going to the movies and seeing like a massive IMAX movie with just like all the most amazing effects in the world and all that sort yeah. of like it's just the most visually stunning thing. You walk away and just go, wow, that was something. That's a small slice of it, you know. I think it's got a really good story. Um, it's got interesting characters. I do not like the names. Do not give me another Final Fantasy with Clive's, Jill's, and Joshua's ever again. Jill, actually, I'm sorry. Like, what? Why? Why? Like, but then we get cool names like Benedicta and and Hugo and that. And that that's all fine, you know. Yeah. But then why? Why the hell is Joshua? Joshua. I'm like, <laughs> takes it takes me out of the game instantly. Yes, it does. Yep. I completely agree. Um, it's just it's, it's like there's a giant chicken and there's magic and yeah, and someone's called Jill. Like, call him Joshinardus or something. Yes. There you go. That's a way better get name. Straight away. I just made it up. Yeah, perfect. Or like, yeah, yeah like use Jillian with the J you were saying earlier. Yeah. Yeah, just a little thing. Anyway, um, but um, look, it's a very non-linear game. Um, so it's not really exploration and things like that. I think I, think I agree. As an action adventure game, I think it's a, a great, yeah. fun popcorn adventure. Yes. yes uh, it's got a, a, again, it's got that cool... I'd say it's a Game of Thrones story with a with a popcorn adventure visual sort of thing, like that popcorn movie experience yep. sort of thing. Um, but then, yeah, it does, you know, it, it's lighter on the combat depth and the RPG elements and the Final Fantasy elements as a whole. I think it, it is lighter on compared to the others yes. we've seen in the past. Remember playing 15 and there was this moment, I remember talking to you about it and you come into this area and you go, this is a Final Fantasy game. Oh, yeah, when you see the crystal sort yeah, of yeah. This, mixed with the I world. I don't think I've really felt that at times, where I've gone, this is a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, I know exactly when you were talking about in Final Fantasy. Yeah, they have- when, you, when you cross from the desert area into the uh, grassy area and the big crystals and all that in and 15, when you I first remember talking to, to you. like the big water place with the, with the castle reveal, you know, where the princess lives or something? Yeah. And, and your, like, your train thing is going through, and it just shows you this magical vista, and you're like, Yes, 
Thank yeah. you. I guess there's there actually no thinking about it. There are little bits like that in this. I felt, but it, I don't know. It just doesn't have that same feel. There's something about it. Um, but how funny is it that like with Final Fantasy 15, that's when we came up with the idea for the podcast for the first time. Thought we'd just put that bit of trivia in there for people. Thank you. Yeah, that's huh? true. That's, was that during 15? Yeah. No. Yeah. Wasn't it Fallout 4? No. Metal Gear 5? Nope. Those were all the year before. Wow. There it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. 8 out of 10. Anyway, me, um, look, I, I, I think the music's great in this. I love the music because it's d- done by the same composer as 14. Yes. I picked it straight away. I'm like, 14? Yeah. I know that. Um, but yeah, I'm giving it an 8.9. There are things like the... Yeah. It... I, I think I expected a little more from it, but I think it's a great game. Yeah. It, look, it's a Final Fantasy game. I think it scores lesser. Like, it's probably not in my top five Final Fantasy games. No. But as an action-adventure popcorn spectacle of a cool story, yeah, I'll give it an 8.9. Yeah. Yep. And that was uh, Final Fantasy 16. I need a reason. Hey! Hey! Alright, rocking into the end of the episode. Now, we're a little shorter than our last episode, which was a couple of hour epic. Yes, just a bit. But, like I said to you, it was like two episodes in one. It was like our E3 style thing, and a game review on the back and of it. And a big game. And a big game as well. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, uh, we're going to roll into our lame loving hype trains now. I was about to say lame again. Um, oh. Our lame love lame... Train, no, uh, and Hype Train. Uh, but first, uh, tell us where people can find you and all that sort of fun stuff. Oh, yes. Um, I'm The Lyrical. If you just look up The Lyrical on YouTube or Spotify, you can check out a bunch of my music, uh, which is what I do full-time. Or you can jump on my streams on twitch.tv slash the underscore lyrical. I play Tuesdays and Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, or Instagram at, at The Lyrical. Uh, all right. You can find me uh, on Twitter. At Game Train Talk, can't find me on Threads because I never bothered making one. Everyone ran across there for oh no, you've got one already. Hours. It, it makes huh? it automatically it just connects to your Instagram, so you've already got one. Oh, profile picture, oh. bio, everything. You just turn it on, so you don't have to make well, it. Well, everyone ran to Threads for twenty four hours and came back to Twitter the next day. Well, you can you can find Callan on Threads at uh, at Game Train Podcast <laughs> if you ever give me access to that. Um, anyway. Um, uh, and then I'm on Twitch uh, at uh, Game Train Twitch. I've been streaming a lot of Diablo 4. The upcoming season, you'll see me streaming some more. I don't know for how long, depending on how the season feels and everything. Now I'll Ooh. do a bit more and and stuff. But I might also make a switch back to some more survival games for a bit. Um, yes. To just mix it up a little bit. I've been doing a lot of Diablo on the stream at the moment, so... Yeah, but uh, so let's roll into the lame love and uh, hype trains. And uh, first up, we've got the lame train. All right, what's your lame train this week? My lame train is, I mean, I've been thinking about it for a while, and I think a, a bunch of us have, but because of all the news with Xbox lately, is the, the fact of all these studios they've got for so long, and I feel like we've seen nothing but Hi-Fi Rush. 
as a as a you know something delivered new by one of these studios that have been acquired i just i was just thinking about it. i'm like man i know it's gonna all come out soon eventually and we'll start seeing great games but it feels like we've been hearing about this for years years and we have hi-fi rush which is great love it thank you but the next what the next big game is starfield you know which was i guess that's that's great that's the first sort of big it's better than what playstation's done this year which is a over expensive vr machine oof hey but remember the wi-fi handheld wii u machines coming out for like 300 dollars soon so oh yeah wow get ready for that yeah i just i'm just waiting 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 a lot of waiting that's my lame a lot, lot of wait waiting with all the amazing games out this year yeah, well, I have to find something lame. I guess the lame train is yeah. nothing's that lame. I'm I'm playing Tears oh, of okay. the Kingdom, which is like the best game I've played in longer than I can remember. So I'm I'm eating real good. I'm only picking this because there has to be something. Yeah, okay, no, that's fair. What's your lame train? Oh, the Diablo Four patch notes, fucking awful. Oh yeah, they sounded pretty good to me. That's my love train. <laughs> Just fucking awful patch notes, <laughs> man. Well, I haven't read a patch this bad, and a lot of other people say in a long time. Normally, you read a patch for a game like a World of Warcraft or a sh- maybe even a shooter or whatever. You know, where you're where you're playing something, and there's nerfs and and stuff. There. It's like okay, but there's some buffs or things. You go, oh yeah, okay. yeah, it's... give us something. But this has just been a fucking sledgehammer to the face today. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> it's uh. It makes me think, seeing some of the changes, right, I'm like, did you guys actually test your own endgame? Wow. Hmm. I mean, I guess not. I mean, you can't beat millions and millions and millions of people's data. No, but, like, for example, one of the first big nerfs they did, and this was on day three of the game being released, I think, right? When people just got into the end game, like the, the real power level is out there, right? And they're doing their Paragon boards for the first time. They have these special glyphs, right? And these glyphs uh, give really good bonuses. Yep. Well, it turned out they were too strong and Blizzard cut them down by half. Ooh. Right? Yeah. How does Blizzard not get that in testing? Like, that's an easy one for them to go, actually, you know what? These are pretty fucking strong, but I, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Like Blizzard have got another um, campfire chat this Saturday, where the devs will sit down and talk about their vision for the game and stuff. It's going to be very interesting to see what they actually have to say. Ooh, true. Very very interesting. It's going to be a really interesting. I think this one could almost break the fan base, depending on what they say. Like, you know, I reckon if they go in there and they go, look, put their hand up and go, I think we actually went too far with the nerfs, I think people would respect that. If they try and double down too much, though, and go, this is the vision of the game, this is what we want from now on, we want the game to be a lot slower, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I think it's going to piss off the people. I, I, I really think they've got to put their hand up and go, look, okay, yeah, we've gone a bit too far, we'll revert some stuff back or, or whatever. Um, Maybe not make it as harsh straight up. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's really interesting. As, as I said, even the top content creators that have always defended the game are now going, hey, what is this? Damn. 
So mm, it's a it, it, interesting few days coming up for for uh, Diablo Four. All right, let's roll into the love train. <laughs> What do you what what are you loving? I'm still just lost in Tears of the Kingdom and now Viewfinder. Like I'm, this has just been the best season of gaming for years for me. Yeah, yeah, I, and I'm right now. Viewfinder has been so excellent, but I love that last episode, episode before that. It's just Tears of the Kingdom has my complete attention, and I'm so I'm I'm loving being so completely. Uh, satisfied every time I have a gaming session just being mm-hmm. like that was awesome it's everything I expected cool I'll turn it off and go to bed now or you know I'll, I'll, I'm gonna leave and go to work now it just I'm having just such a blast it's such a it, it feels like such a boring love train but it's one that I do want to acknowledge and reiterate week after week episode after episode when I do feel it because if we're not in this to just actually sit back and enjoy video games then what you know what are we doing so it's just so nice to actually have a season where i'm just like you know what i'm just having a freaking blast playing games yep no that's that's fair um mine's pretty easy and we can announce that generals is back for pax so uh yeah generals will be back in the wombat theater over to pax uh three days this year so it's pretty exciting stuff that's that's so i had that in hype train but that's oh really yeah I actually did because we just oh. did the meetings recently, but I mean, it always is right for us. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I went with love. I didn't really have a love train. I couldn't really say oh. Diablo season because I'm not that loving it right now. I'm not anyway, that loving uh, it. yeah. And so I'm loving that Genos is back. Pax is like said Genos, you can come back. So I'm loving that. Uh, we will be working with Black Dog this time. Yes, raising money for Black Dog, which is mental health service. Uh, so, we, yeah, we won't be working with Cure Cancer this time because Pax likes to throw around different charities every few years. Yes. And I think, for whatever reason, Cure Cancer got a couple of extra years because of the COVID years. Yep, yep, yep. We do like to switch it up and try and just give to different yeah. charities of need and represent different, you know, um, types of people that need help, mm-hmm. which is the beauty of it. So, yes, uh, yeah, look out for all more information on that stuff soon. But, yeah, uh, Generosity is back at Pax. Woo! Hooray, yay. All right, let's move on to the uh, the hype train. What are you hyped for? Okay, this one is so real, and it's it's there's so much spiciness online about it. But again, attached to the Microsoft versus FTC deal, as an Xbox fan, I'm hyped for Game Pass because it's about to get real good. Like. Content is gonna get uh, pretty good, it seems, in the, in the coming months and years. Just I, I can't wait to see Sony's clap back. To be honest, I know. I'm I'm just hyped for this continual, you know, divorced parents trying to impress. Yeah. Like it's it's like so you wanted cool. to escalate more, don't you? Yeah, I want to see what happens. Just blow it up. But yeah, you know, even if nothing else, Game Pass, we eating good. Game Pass is about to get real good, and I, like I can't help but be hyped for it. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess I, I, I want Microsoft to do something gnarly like buy Konami so then they have Metal Gear IP Castlevania IP oh Silent Hill IP that and then, and then just leave it 
Now be it. They, you know yeah, I mean? and and someone should buy Konami because I just someone should. Konami just own Pachino machines or whatever you call Pachico. it. Pachinkos. Yeah, Pachinkos. Yeah, Pachino. Pachino. Pachino machines. <laughs> they are remaking stuff, which but that's all they're doing. It's like yeah. take it or give it to someone. They don't want it, you know. No, no. One of you is buy it. PlayStation, Xbox. One of you is buy bloody Konami. The other one buy Sega, and let's be done with it. You know it. what? I don't care who does it, PlayStation or Xbox, but it would be so cool if they just buy Konami. And then get um, All Mate back. Kojima. Kojima. Yeah, get him back and go, here you go. You know, like, here's your baby yeah. back. Metal Gear 6! Oh, no, just the rest of Metal Gear 5. They do a DLC that's just he finishes it. Yeah. Because he uh, famously never got to quite finish it as much as he wanted. But that'd be interesting. But yeah, what's your... Um, oh, Monkey Island in Sea of Thieves tomorrow as well. A little extra bonus one there. Oh, there you go. It's a one-player yeah, That won't be featured on our next episode since it'll be all... Oh, wait. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Whoops. Whoop. I almost spoiled it. What's your hype, um, Yeah. What I'm hyped for... I, wait for it. Wait for it. Two discs, Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> I'm excited, mate. It's the next Final Fantasy. That's exciting. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Let's go. Yeah. Two discs. That's going to be great. Oh. Yeah, now nah, rubbing my hands together. And I like playing this Final Fantasy. I'm like, mm-mm, can't wait for Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two to come out. It's two discs. I should go back and finish the first one. Yeah, you should. And the DLC. Oh, yeah. With Yuffie Yuffie. Yeah. At least I know about Yuffie. it. Yuffie. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah that's so, fair. So, uh, yeah, now it's, uh, I'm very excited for that, like... I guess other things, Spider-Man I'm hyped for, but no, just looking out on the horizon, I'm just looking at the uh, the hype for, for that two-disc Final Fantasy VII R 2. Like, I'm, I'm just... My goodness. I don't, yeah. don't give a shit about Starfield. Give me that game. Oh, my God. I mean, there's nothing like playing a kind of lesser version of something to excite you for the better one. Yeah, the one I'm going to be way more interested in. Like, yeah. you know, like I said, I love the music in... 16 great is it memorable fuck no yeah that's the downside the music in seven all-time favorites so every time with the like the new compositions and stuff that they did for seven remake part one they're doing it again seven remake part two i'm turning that shit up yes like that that is yeah yep not fair yeah that's uh yeah that 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 shit that like lives with me you know Hell yes. Anyway, all right, we're going to wrap the episode there, folks. Thanks for hanging out and all that. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another Indie-centric episode. It's back. That's right, Indie-centric six. Indie-centric. I don't know. I'll stop just saying numbers because I'm getting them all fucking wrong at the moment. So don't try. It's either five or seven now that you've said it. Yeah, I know, right? I feel like it's seven. You reckon it's seven? Because I, I know there's a five. I want to know now. Edge of <sighs> edge, uh, edge of your seat. Here we go. Uh, let's just look for the latest. I'm just going back to our old images, which, uh, mm-hmm. you know, check out the image of this podcast you're listening to. Pretty proud of them. Yep. Uh, let's see. Indie-centric. Indie-centric. Mm-hmm. What game did we do? You'd be looking at about August last year. Indie-centric. Maybe. Oh, here it is. Oh, with, um, Oli Oli World it was, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Was it? Was that? Oh, yeah. Six. That was six. What? Yeah, because five was Crow Guy. Dead World. 
Doors, Death's Door. Death's Door was last year, wasn't it? That's Indie Centric 5. And what, an Indie Centric 6? Which is 107. And then episode 115 is Indie Centric 6 with Oli Oli World. Great cover on that one. I really, that's one of my favorites. You're kidding. Nah. So I got the number wrong again. Yeah, you did. No, well, what did you say? You said six. Oh, yeah, no, wrong. Yeah, dead wrong. But you were already How doubting we yourself. We're at seven. We're at seven, man. We, you know, we do so much oh, work. Yeah, here. okay. We're amazing. Yeah. All, right. All right. I guess we're in the seventh year of the podcast. Anyway, all right. Uh, we're going to wrap it up there. We'll see you next time for our Indocentric episode. Um, Dave the Diver? Oh, we don't know yet. We don't know. <laughs> Dave, probably Dave the Diver, maybe Viewfinder, maybe Silk Song if it drops between now and then. Maybe. <laughs> Dave the Diver, Viewfinder, <laughs> I don't know. There's there's a bunch of goods. There's Stray Gods. Uh, we'll be looking at, you know, jumping into the Master's Oxen Pupil. Free 2. Oxen Free 2. Yes. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, peace out, guys. It's been uh, Game Trick. <laughs>